Hi, I'm Joseph McClendon III, and welcome to the Cure for the Common Life podcast. Listen, you know as well as I do that motivation, empowerment, and inspirational stories, they're all well and good, but that's not what keeps us going. That's not what's going to change your life, and that's not what's going to move the needle in your health, your wealth, your happiness, your abundance, or your ability to be able to help other people and make a difference. What keeps us going, what produces results in our lives is activity, not action, activity. And when you can get yourself past the things that stop you and hold you back, that's when you'll thrive and that's when you'll crush it. And I humbly offer you these tools and strategies to kick your own ass and make the changes so that you can thrive. But most of all, I'm going to give you something every single time that you can do to create a change in yourself. Life is exactly what you dare to make it and fortune favors the bold, baby. So if you're ready, let's bold. Well, hello, everybody. I'm Joseph McClendon III, and I'll be your guide and your host for this next little while. Welcome to Cure for the Common Life podcast. Extremely excited today uh, to, to you and share with you one of my favorite people on the planet. And I really mean that. And I say that because this is the first interview with somebody I've ever done on this podcast. And there's a reason why, and I'm going to say this a couple of times, and you're going to understand why he's my first interview, and you're going to understand everything and the reason why I'm doing it this way. Because if there is anybody on the planet, and I mean that, one of my favorite people on the planet, because if there's anybody on the planet that has the excuse to have given up, has the excuse to not follow through, has the excuse to not step up, it is the guy. And the greatest part about him is that he has not only stepped up and shown this in his own life, but he's doing it for other people as well. He's an inspiration for people. He has good, solid advice. And you know me on Cure for the Common Life. I'm all about let's not just talk. Let me give you some tools and things. So this man is going to give you not just some advice, but some tools and some things to step forward as well. And so I'll share with you how I would normally introduce somebody, and that is I'd give you all their accolades, what they've done, you know, what they've qualified for and all those things, but I'm not going to do that. And I don't do that for a reason. And I don't do that because when I lose this man to crowds of, and Nick, you'll correct me if I'm wrong, if after listening to this beautiful man, you come away and you have any excuses at all for not stepping up and going forward and going faster my friend, need to be bitch slapped so hard that your ancestors feel that stuff. And so without further ado, I want to introduce you. I want to bring you home with this young man, Nick Santanastaso. My man, first and foremost, I'm doing great. And uh, thank you for the kind words. And and right, it's mutual. I want to say that you are one of my favorite pe- people. And, yep. you know, I look at you literally as one of the top facilitators, top communicators in the world. So I'm I'm just grateful to be here, brother. Well, thank you for being here and thank you for being my first interview. And for those of you that are watching this, now we're we're broadcasting this on uh on YouTube as well. So if you're watching this, you got it right now. But if you're not, I'm going to have Nick share with you a little bit about him and his story and his background. And and again, this is not going to just be about, you know, a guy's story and his his triumph because he has more than anybody I know. But also, he's I'm going to ask him some questions. He's going to give us some advice so that you can help as well. So Nick, well first of all, let, let me share with everybody. Uh well, I'll tell you what, I'm, I want you, I'm going to ask you a couple questions and I'm going to share with you how we actually met. And I'm not sure if you even remember this, but if you would, please share with us a little bit about yourself. What brings you to this place in your life so that you are adding so much value to other people's lives? Yeah, absolutely. To give the context to the viewers that are listening as well, I was 
born, I'm 23 years old, but I was born with a super rare genetic disorder called Hanhart syndrome. And what Hanhart syndrome is, is it either leaves the babies with undeveloped limbs or undeveloped organs. And so I'm 23 years old. At, at, my, at the time of my birth in 1996, I was the 12th baby in medical history that they've ever seen this happen to. And out of the 12, eight of them have passed away due to undeveloped organs. And so when I was born, the doctors took me away and they did tests on my organs and they brought me back and said, Mr. and Mrs. Anthony your baby's organs are 100% healthy. And the only thing that was affected were his limbs. And so to give a little picture, I was born with no legs, one arm with one finger and a short arm that we call a potato. It looks like a potato. And, um, <laughs> you know, to, what brings me to this very point in my life, Joseph and the viewers, is I feel that I have been put on this earth at a specific time in this strategic unicorn body to really shift perspectives and show people that regardless of what hand life has dealt you with, that we have to play that hand to the best of our ability. And, you know, that comes down to like the story that we tell ourselves, because I can wake up every day and say, well, I'm this freak accident and no one knows why and my life sucks. Or I can say, you know, I've been put on here strategically by God, the universe, whatever you believe in to be a light for the people in darkness. That is beautiful. And everybody, please, I'm, I didn't say this at the top, but I'm going to say it every time. And that is, please get out your notepads. If you're driving, don't. But if you're if you're sitting somewhere, which a lot of us are, because this time in history, a lot of us are sitting home. Get out your notepads. And I want you to write some things down as we go along. And remember one of the things that Nick just said, and that is the story that we tell ourselves and the different stories that people could tell themselves and the story that he's telling himself. And that fundamental story about why he's here and what he's hit, put here for drives him from the inside. And so, Nick, share with us a little bit about some of the things that you went to that got you to realize that telling that story, maybe a, a couple of examples of what, what made that shift in you so that you were able to think and believe and behave the way that you do now. Yeah, absolutely. The first story that comes to mind is majority of my life, my friends, I felt that being born with no legs and one arm was the most disgusting thing that happened to me, was the biggest curse. The worst, the worst thing that could ever happen to me was me being born like this. And there was a moment when I was in high school and I was a wrestler and I came off the wrestling mat and this lady came up to me crying. I'm like, oh God, you know, what did I do wrong? And she said, Nick, I want to thank you. And I said, lady, I just got my butt kicked. Like, what, what are you thanking me for? Your entertainment? And she said, no, it's, it's much more than that. She said, my, my daughter's over there on the sideline and she's very shy. She never want, wants to do sports. She doesn't want to do extracurricular activities, but seeing you out there, she got motivated. You inspired her. You did something. And she's asking me to try different sports. I want to thank you. And a light bulb went off in my head because I'm on the wrestling mat trying to dig myself out of a hole. I was being selfish. I wasn't focused on being inspirational, motivational, Nick. I wasn't that person. But passively, I realized that I was helping people just by living my life to the fullest, just by trying things. There's two things that I thought. I was like, well, I get a little fuzzy feeling inside called fulfillment. And I like that. I like that feeling. And the second thing was if I focus my energy on helping people more, whether that's making them laugh, whether that's giving them a hug, I don't care whichever way you want to contribute, that that makes me feel good. And it makes me feel like I'm worth it. It makes me feel like I'm of value. It makes me feel like my body is not a curse, but rather than a gift to get through to people. That is amazing. And what you've done is you made it a loop because you help other people. They help you. You help other people. And I always share with people because I get this question a lot, Nick. You know, what is my purpose? You know, I would tell people, listen, live your purpose. And I know you do as well. Live your purpose. I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know why I was here. Well, for starters, do what Nick just said right there. Your purpose is to help other people. You get filled up inside and you fill them up inside. And it's something I call a cybernetic loop. 
unless you've been living under a rock, you know that there's some challenges going on in the world. We need people to get that loop going. So thank you, thank you so much for what you're doing. And Nick, I, I want to share with you, I'm not sure if you remember this, but I want to share with everybody. And this is, it was an embarrassing moment for me. because I know where you're moment. going. <laughs> good, good. When I first met Nick, now uh, I want to set the stage for you uh, first. There was an audience of uh, anywhere from 9,000 to 12, even 15,000 people. And this was number four. And I've been kicking their ass for all day long. And they know that when I come on stage, I'm going to I'm going to demand certain things of them to play full out and all those things. It's a conditioning process. It's super high energy. And it is just crazy. Three days before they walked on fire, they're on fire and everything. And one of the things that I have people do is listen, when I tell you to stand up, stand up. And so I literally condition people. So when I walk out on stage, and I say, put your books down, everybody just immediately jumps to their feet. And I'm relentless about it. And it's for a reason. And so I came out on stage. And I, again, this was towards the end of the day, if I'm not mistaken. You'll correct me if I'm wrong, Nick. And, and so when somebody doesn't stand up, I, I zero in on them. And I make an example of them. And I tell everybody. And I go, hey, you know, stand up. Is there a reason why you're not standing up? I said, everybody stand up. Everybody stood up. And I looked. And here's this guy sitting down. Now, he's about three or four rows back, maybe four back. So I can't see because there are other people standing up around him and I can't see everything about him. And so I zero in on him. Now, the thing about it is we got a camera crew and the camera crew does the whole thing and they put him on the screen and everything. <laughs> and, uh, and it actually gives me the creeps when I think about this now. And so I look and there's Nick sitting down and I go, dude, stand up, stand up. And Nick looked at me with this look on, if, you, if you're watching me, Nick looked at me, at me with this look on his face like, Really, dude? And then the seas parted and I saw that he was sitting in a chair and I just felt horrible. I just felt horrible. And he had every reason in the world to be embarrassed and to hate my freaking guts. And I just, my guts turned because I never want to hurt anybody. And so a little bit later in the program, you know, I, I put everybody in an exercise and I just had to. I went down on the floor uh, to apologize to him. And I went to Nick and I said, hey, man, listen, I, I, I'm terribly sorry. And the thing that happened just made me fall in love with this man in that moment. This big, big smile came on his face and he goes, man, it's all cool. It's great. No worries. And then he reaches out to give me a hug. Now, this guy, literally, that told me about something about him in that moment. And then uh, shoot forward, uh, you know, gosh, it wasn't about events later. Now I'm bringing this guy on stage. And one of the things that one other thing I, I want to share with you is that I get to introduce, you know, several people, celebrities and so on and so forth. And I can't remember anybody ever coming to me and asking me, listen, Joseph, what should I do? You know, give me some pointers. How should I be on stage? And Nick came to me and uh, chokes me up to think about it. And with the biggest heart said, listen, let me know what I can do. How can I serve better? You know, and please watch this. And when it's over, please give me some feedback. And so it was in that moment and the moments after that. Now I've watched this man impact 
thousands and thousands. And if you haven't, at the end of this, uh, you know, I want to want Nick, if you would tell people how to follow you and everything, because I'm watching you all over the freaking world changing lives. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And and to bring it back, I want to commend you for staying lasered in despite, you know, something like that, like interrupt your pattern or throw you off. You kept serving. And uh, yeah, dude, that was that. I remember that moment. And it was just uh, like I said, it was an it was amazing time to not only connect with you after. And I was like, dude, I don't care. It's all good. You know, because that's the thing. Like we we have that choice whether to let things affect us in a negative way or a positive way. Right. And, you know, I could have totally played the victim card and said, Joseph, you really hurt my feelings and, you know, whined about it. But that's just not the way I operate. And so we have that choice. Like if someone comes up to you and calls you a name, if someone comes up to you and says, like, you're not good enough or your work sucks, like that's up to you. That's like your own trigger you got to deal with. Right. And so, like, that's really that's really not it's not Joseph's fault. It's more of how I react, which would really lead to the situation. But I'm glad that you brought that story up. (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant, man. And so, so Nick, I know you have a set of principles about how people can and should, you know, one of the things that I always talk about and that even the name of the show cure for the common life, you can be common like everybody else. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you want to, if you want more and you, and you want to contribute more, you want to be more, then you got to step up. And I know you have some principles for people share with us a little bit, uh, you know, some advice and maybe some principles that, that would help people go what I say further, faster. Yeah, absolutely. And Joseph and I, we're in the same world. And so we listen to a lot of, we have a lot of the same mentors as well. And I am a massive believer in being a student of the game. And that's exactly what Joseph had talked about when I asked him for feedback. Being a student of the game requires you to drop your ego and realize you only know what you know. And as a 23-year-old, I I listen to everything with an open mind. And to be fully transparent, the majority of my life, I hated constructive criticism. Like I I would get offended and that would be my ego. I'm like, I'm amazing. I'm perfect, right? But that's not the case. And so if you want to move further faster, you need to listen to everything with an open mind. And, and you don't need to take everything and, and implement it if you don't like it. But when you listen to an open mind, if you like something, it sticks and you use it. If you don't like something, you just, you know, you keep walking, right? But I'm always looking to get better. And the other thing that I do is I model people. I model people. Who is successful in your industries? Who is successful in the very things that you're pursuing and go learn from them because they are going to condense how we talk about condense 10, 15 years into two, three, five years. And that's exactly how I've made so much progress as a speaker. I've only been speaking for three and a half years. I've only had this speaking company for three and a half years. And every single time that I get off the stage, I analyze what's great. First, let's let's cut to the chase. Like, what did I do? Amazing. Let's fill up with that. And then what can we tweak? What can we get better? I do that by, you know, studying people, studying people like Joseph, Tony, Ed Milet, Andy Frisella. These are the people that I model. And when I, my advice for people that are modeling, just pick like three to four, you know, don't, don't get out of hand and have like 10 people because you don't want to spread yourself thin, but just find three to four people that really align with your core values. Because that's also something that I don't do in my personal life and in my business life. I don't work with anyone or I don't, you know, converse with anyone that doesn't align with my core values and who I am. Spectacular. So modeling and being a student of, uh, let's just say, constructive criticism and learning. That is awesome. And so one of the things that, you know, you you didn't share with us, uh, and that is you talked about being a wrestler, but there's something else that you have been doing that, again, most people would look at that and go, "Ah, you know, why would this guy do that? Share with us a little bit about your how you take care of your body and, and all those things. Yeah, absolutely. So to give a little more context, when I was a wrestler, um, I was a senior in high school. And at the time, the app Vine came out. 
And that was an app where you could post six second videos. And so I wanted to create a way where I can make people laugh and inspire them at the same time, because I knew what it felt like to be suicidal, depressed, unconfident. And I wanted to create a way where kids and adults can look on their phone and go, wow, look at Nick living his best life. You know, maybe I could be a little bit more comfortable with my body and this will lead into the bodybuilding. And so I was thinking of an idea and I said, well, how many legless guys do you see crawling around Walmart pretending to be a zombie? <laughs> and they said, this no one. So, let me just stop you for a second. This is just so sick because I saw some of that. This is wrong. I know right from wrong. That is wrong, but it's freaking hilarious. And only you could pull it off. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, so exactly. So I, I was like, what way can I be creative, right? And, and harness my unicorn body. And so I put fake blood on my face and I put fake blood on my clothes and I set out to my local Walmart in New Jersey which Nick's not allowed in that Walmart anymore. And we're, <laughs> we're, going down the, we're going down the aisles and we're looking for a victim. And I see this guy, he's heavily invested in the paper towels. And so I look, I look at my camera guy, I go record this. And I literally come around the corner as fast as I could like this. <laughs> and, he, and he goes and he throws the paper towels at my face. And I'm like, no, dude, I didn't think it would work. I'm not a zombie, I'm alive. And I looked at my camera guy, I go, was that six seconds? He goes, yes, that was six seconds. And so I'm like, this is just what the internet needs. And so I posted that. The video went internationally viral. It led me to amazing opportunities. But to fast forward it, I gained a million followers in under a year. And what I really want to you know, challenge the people listening is what are you, – you, you may be thinking like, oh, well, Nick, it's easier for you because you have no legs of an arm. But we all have unique and creative ways that we can put more eyes on ourselves and our brand. I don't know what those ways are for you. But that's what we need to be really focusing on, especially in this time of staying home is all, everyone's eyes are glued to the screen. How can you provide value? How can you provide laughter? How can you provide inspiration that are going to lead eyes to your products and your services? And so I wanted to create a way where I could put a bunch of eyes on me. And so I crawled around Walmart. I suggest you don't model that because it probably won't work. <laughs> but that was, that was my way of doing it. Anyway, I had a million followers on Vine. I scared Norman Reedus, the main actor of The Walking Dead. And I realized two things. Well, actually three things. I realized one, that when Nick has grandkids and kids, and I want them to know me for much more than crawling around Walmart. The second thing I realized is people were correlating me as a joke, which is, you know, acceptable as a prankster. And the third thing was it didn't fulfill me anymore. It was, it was just a moment of fulfillment, right? It wasn't something that I wanted to do long-term. And so I moved back to, I moved back with my parents and I was analyzing industries. I said, Nick, what's next? We need to create momentum. And I always looked up to people that were in shape. You know, I just always thought it was amazing. I never thought I would be able to be in shape because of my body, maybe my own limiting beliefs. And I analyzed the fitness industry. And again, I said, well, there's no guy with no legs and one arm bodybuilding. If I do it successfully, not only will people catch on, but they can't underplay me. They can't underplay it wow. saying, man, wow. you have no legs and one arm. Of course, you're a bodybuilder. Like who? no one's ever said that. Right. <laughs> and, and so it was a way for me to achieve something that people could not underplay. And they could not take away from me because you can't buy a fit body. You can't just take a magic pill and have a fit body. And what that also meant was that I would be able to monetize it, that I would be able to be a walking, hopping testimonial for supplements that I take. Maybe I'll be able to make, you know, some money off of it. And so that was my thought process going through bodybuilding. And when I did it, you know, one of the first things people said were, Nick, how are you going to become a bodybuilder? You have no legs. And I'm like, oh, thanks, Captain Obvious. But <laughs> this part of my body, my upper body will be more in shape than your whole entire body, oh, right? Wow. It's, using, it's using it as fuel. We all have that choice as well. We all have people in our life that say we're not good enough, pretty enough, whatever it may be, but we use it as fuel. And so my, like I said, I modeled knowledge and training got better. My knowledge and nutrition got better. But for me, there wasn't a book that said, man, with no legs and one arm, this is how you bodybuild. 
And so I literally learned by trial and error, by falling on my face over and over again, because that was one of the things that my parents instilled me at an early age was getting me comfortable with being uncomfortable. You see, oftentimes, if it's a human or an entrepreneur, when things get hard, or it's a kid, when things get hard, we tend to run if we haven't exercised that muscle, muscle enough. Because one of the biggest fears as a human is fear of failure. And let me tell you, don't get me wrong, failure is energy draining. Failures is tough, right? Failures and challenges, they really take out of you unless you have a different relationship with failure. My relationship with failure, that's my buddy. Me and failure, we watch Netflix, we cuddle together. I cry, I cry, I cry on them, you know? I hope my girlfriend doesn't know that I'm watching Netflix with failure all the time, right? Like those are the things, that's the way that I treat failure because I know that it's my best friend and it's the one thing in my life that will always be there and will always lead me to massive personal growth on the other side. Spectacular. And so in the end, uh, ladies and gentlemen, again, I'm going to, I'm going to ask Nick to connect you with his, his, uh, social network, uh, IG and, and, and all those things. But just so you know, the man is a beast. He is an absolute beast. And I love what you just said there. Your upper body is more in shape than, in my opinion, 85, maybe 90% of the people on the planet. Thank you. And really, and, and just if I could touch on one more thing, I not only fell in love with the physical aspect of bodybuilding, but the mental, the therapeutic. Joseph, you all know the power of moving your body. And there's often times that we say, man, I don't want to go on that walk. I don't want to do that run. I don't want to go to the gym. But after we do it, what do we say? Man, I feel so much better. And so I fell in love with the, the way that I felt. It gave me confidence. Not only did I want to look good naked, let's let's get that let's get that through. <laughs> get it out of the way. But it makes me feel good because I am working on my body. You see, so many people are trying to seek validation from others. They're trying to, to seek the A-OK from a mentor, or yes, you can do it from a parent or a friend. But really, the most important relationship we should be investing in is the one within ourselves. And listen, my friends, we only get one body. And you may not even get all your limbs in this one form, but, it, but, but you have to take care of your temple. You have to take care of your temple and the mind and the body is connected. And so I use this, I use this on some of the stages that we're on. I look at my body as a Ferrari. I like cars. If you put regular fuel into a Ferrari, how is that Ferrari going to perform? Not like a Ferrari. And so at the same things, if you're crushing it in your business and you struggle with your health, just imagine how much more potential, how much you know, greater your, your mind is going to operate when you're giving your body the right fuels. This is amazing. Thank you so much for that. And just, just some context, because as I said, and you said it already, uh, Nick, that we are in the same field or in the same uh, genre. One of the things that happens, and I want everybody to be clear on this, and I hope you're writing this down. I hope you're taking notes on this, that he said a half a dozen times, it makes me feel good. It makes me feel good. Well, if you break it down, I'm a neuropsychologist, so there's science behind it. And what happens is when we move our bodies and especially when we stress our bodies and then we we purposely stress our bodies and then we get some relief from like you stop lifting the weight or whatever, our body releases something called dopamine. It is the strongest chemical. That's that's where the word dope comes from. And it is it, it's what makes cocaine and any other drug addiction addictive is because dopamine gets released. And so what's happening is he literally does feel good. When you, as you, as you said, Nick, when you go for a run, you go for a walk, you don't want to, but when you're done, you're going, oh, I feel good. That feels great. Yes, I'm tired, but that feels good. And it's because your body is flooded with dopamine. And here's the greatest part about it is it's conditioning you to do more and to do more and to do more. And so this is, 
you know, thank, first off, thank you so much for sharing all this stuff with us. And, uh, you know, we're coming up on the end here. I was told to keep this thing at right at about 25 minutes and we're about 23. So we're going to go over if you don't mind. Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, is uh, a couple things. If you had some advice, core advice that you are going to give to people right now, and whenever you're listening to this right now, we are in the middle of, we're about, myself, I'm about 45 days into sequestration or what do they call shelter at home, and people are freaking out, just freaking out, you know, and I know you get it as well, Nick, people call and go, what should I do, you know, blah, 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 and they're whining about that. What is your advice for them to do right now? And yeah. before you answer, one of the things is is so that I always say that at the end of this, what's going to happen, you know, if you're listening to this a year later, it's a year from then, you're going to wind up, a year is going to happen no matter what. And you're going to wind up looking back and you're going to ask one of two questions. What did I do that I'm grateful for that I did back then that made me be able to serve other people, help other people, and I'm thriving now? Or you're going to ask the antithesis. You're going to say, what do I wish I would have done when I had that time? So, Nick, what would be some advice you'd give to people so that they ask that first question? Yeah, absolutely. The first, the, uh, I'm going to come in with this. Listen, we can even take it deeper and say at the end of our lives, when we're on our deathbed, you're going to look at your life and have more remember whens and less what ifs. If you oh, take nice. action, nice. If you take action on the things I don't want, I don't want any regrets. We don't want any regrets. Right. And so right now, this is a time for you to evaluate the weaknesses in your personal life and evaluate the weaknesses in your business. So what I mean by that is where can I pick up in my family life? Maybe I can call my mom and dad more. Maybe I could be more present with my kids. And, and then, you know, you evaluate your business. For me, my business is, is straight live events, you know? And so I wasn't prepared for this. No one was prepared for this. And so we evaluated the company and said, well, we need a stronger, stronger digital presence. Let's just pivot. And also, you need to be very conscious of where your focus is. Are you focusing on the things you can control? Or are you focusing on the things you can't control? And let me tell you this. The media is not a very good place to put all your energy. Hello. Because preach, the preach. media is going to put you in a fearful state. And when you're in a fearful state, that drastically drops your immune system. Where are you putting your focus? Listen, I don't care if you want to pick up knitting. I don't care if you want to become a better chess player, but humans love the feeling of progress. So do something every day that you know is a massive power move. It could be two things, three things. You know, Tony has the quote, complexity is the enemy of execution. Make it Absolutely. simple. Just three to five things today that you know are going to evolve you as a human being, whether that's in your business or whether that's in your personal life as a dad, a mother, a sister, a brother, whatever it may be. But each and every day, just have outcomes for the day because you are going to start momentum by, by progress. Progress is really going to kick you off. And if you want a visual picture, remember Nick is one finger and do one thing today that you know is going to evolve you into a better human being. I, I think I can remember that. Nick has one. Let me write that down. <laughs> one last question. And actually, before we do, let me comment a little bit about that. Is what's so critical is as you do this, please take his advice, find one or two things a day. And at the end of the day, celebrate. At the end yeah. of the day, pat yourself on the back and say, I did this. You don't have to be super successful at it. You just got to do something at the end of it. Because what you're doing is you're teaching your nervous system to do more of it. And as you do that, your nervous system will, will clean up for it again. And so a lot, you know, I listen to a lot of podcasts and, and, and things, Nick. And I, I think a common question that people ask is, well, what would you tell your younger self? You know, if you could go back and tell your younger self. And that's a great question. And, and, I, and I encourage people to do that. But I want to ask you, Nick, what are you telling your older self? What are you telling your, you're 23 years old now? And yeah. so what are you telling your 33-year-old, your 40-year-old, your 50-year-old self now? 
Yeah, that's a great question. I would say that, you know, Nick, so I'm speaking to my 33-year-old self. I'd be like, Nick, you know, every day, I think we have a hard time self-praising, like you said. So I'd say, Nick, you know, every day that you are making massive progress, you know, that you are a student of the game and the training never stops and you keep evolving and you need to self-reflect on your wins. You need to self-reflect on the little things because those little things add up to big things. There's a quote, it's easy to feel like a loser if you don't keep score. Oh, nice. Nice. It's easy to feel like a loser if you don't keep score. And so I would tell 33-year-old Nick to keep t- keep taking score, keep self-reflecting all the little massive wins, all the little moves you took. Because sometimes, my friends, I wake up and I'm in a, I'm just like, oh, Nick, you're not doing enough. And it takes me getting on a podcast and someone introing me. I'm like, oh, my God, I really did do all that stuff, right? Because, because we don't do it enough. And so I would tell him that. And I tell him that he has everything inside of him to achieve all the massive goals and visions that he has at the end of the day that, you, you know, you're making a massive impact. And when you die or when you go, people are going to know you as the guy who gave it your all. And you gave, you know, you gave everything and you love people and you, you saw them where they're at and you were authentic and genuine. And I pride myself in that. Spectacular. Thank you so much. So, Nick, um, before we go, how and everybody write this down so you can not just follow this man, but heed his his advice. He's 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 fun. He's funny. He's deep, as you can hear, you can see right now. And he's literally and the same thing as you're saying, Nick, my I would say 50 percent of my livelihood has been has been being on stage and doing live. And contrary to a lot of people, I was prepared for this uh, coming up for because this this and the reason I'm saying that is not to brag or to boast, but to let everybody know that this is going to happen again in some way or for a fashion in your life again. So be prepared for it. I've, this is probably about the fourth time I've seen and this is the most radical, I will say, yeah. but something like this to come across. And so, Nick, how do people find you? Uh, how can they follow you? How can they get some of your products and things? Shoot. And everybody write this down, please. Yeah, absolutely. So you can find me mostly on Instagram, but YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn at Nick Santanastasso. And I understand that's a very long last name. So if you type in Nick Santo, I'm the guy with no legs and one arm with a lot of tattoos. And there's not many of those running around the world. <laughs> and also my, my website is booknicksanto.com. And you can find more info about me, my bio and where I'll be at in the world, probably with Joseph somewhere chilling. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, Nick, listen, thank you so much. Thank you for being my first guest on my podcast here. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a favor for you because this doesn't come for free. Uh, And that is, would you do me the honor of doing this again uh, at another time? Bro, anything for you, brother. I'm always here. You're absolutely the best. So, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Cure for the Common Life, and uh, my guest has overperformed in, as far as I'm concerned. Please follow him, and remember, life is exactly what you dare to make it, and fortune favors the bold. And do what this man continually does and encourages other people to do, to boldly step up and dare to make your life magnificent. Thank you, Nick. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the Cure for the Common Life podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review it on your favorite podcast player. And if you have any questions or comments or any topic ideas you might want to be a guest on my show, you can reach me directly at josephmcclendon.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you at the top.